Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Hey, so this week's interview is about a Hulu show that has some curses and other inappropriate things in it. And I curse a lot and there are other inappropriate things in it. So if there are kids around, you might want to skip this one unless you got the headphones and you can pretend like you're doing something else with them, like playing with Legos while listening. That's totally cool, Julia. From WBEZ Chicago, this is Nerdette. I'm Greta Johnson, and I have to tell you, I am so fucking thrilled for this week's guest, because if she's not already one of your favorite people, I'm telling you, she's about to be. Her name is Lindy West, and she has a new TV show on Hulu called Shrill. It's loosely based on a memoir, also called Shrill, that she wrote a couple of years ago, and it's about being a funny, loud woman and taking up space in the world and confronting trolls, among many other things. So I figured out a way to link the IP addresses with the user comments, which means that you found the location of my troll. Yeah. Yeah. You stole that moment from me. Okay. I'm I'm sorry. I just, I've got all this troll adrenaline because I'm all jacked up. So uh, basically, I just got to figure out which, which comments are his and which are just like other terrible people's. Okay. Like, let's just go through it here. This one says oink. Yeah. This one says oink oink, you little piggy slut. This one says like you must need a Sherpa to climb the stairs. You have a snout and a little piggy tail. Okay. And this one again says oink. Different yeah. user, but um, yeah. You know, you actually you don't have to read them all out. His username is just the awesome. So oh. any of those, like, see that one that says um, oink oink. I bet she uses a corn dog as a dildo. That's Whoa. that's him. Oh wow. Because. I don't even think you could use a corn dog as a dildo because it, w- it would disintegrate inside. Yeah, I'm not going to actually try and use a corn dog as a dildo. Well, there's no harm in trying. Maureen, there's some harm in trying, right? Well, it just depends if you dipped it in sauce. God. So that's a clip from the new TV show Shrill, which is based on Lindy's book and stars A.D. Bryant from SNL. All six episodes are now available on Hulu. I have to say, I am just such a huge fan of Lindy. You can probably tell throughout this entire interview how fucking stoked I am. Lindy, welcome back to Nerdette. Thank you for having me. Shrill is on Hulu. And first, I just want to congratulate you. Like... I am just so excited. I don't I can't remember the last time I read a book and then watched a show and was able to think like, wow, this is like an honest rendering of this piece of work in a different medium that is like just as great as the book was. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to hear that. You know, we we deviated from my story a lot. Like it's not, you know, the character Annie is not me. Um, She's a character that we built. Um, And, you know, obviously the show is fictional and we had a writer's room and it was a very collaborative project, but I I do feel like we really um, stayed true to the spirit of the book. And there are some, some big concepts that I think carried over really faithfully. So I'm glad to hear that that translated for other people. 
Yeah, it absolutely did. There's, I think my favorite part of it was it's a scene in the first episode and Annie, who is loosely based on you, who's played by A.D. Bryant, she's in a coffee shop in Portland and she's looking at this bulletin board while she's waiting for her coffee to be made. And it's got all these ads and there's a flyer for, what is it? Is it like getting toned with Tanya or something? Do you remember? I think that, yes. Yes. Getting toned with Tanya. And she like kind of leans forward towards it. And I, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, no, here's the moment where the fat woman realizes that she has a chance to not be fat anymore. You know, right. like, here's the montage of like trying to fix herself. Right. This is the first day of the rest of her life. Exactly. Exactly. And 80, she and Annie, the character, brings up her phone to take a picture of it so that she can make fun of it. Cool. Kicking pizza. <laughs> you can just take my number. Oh, Oh, my God, you're Tone Tanya. <laughs> um, I was just taking a photo so the tabs were available for other people. So yeah. And, like, my brain, like, flipped over inside of my skull because I was just like, oh, my God. Like, this is so obviously different from all of the other shows that we have seen about this topic. It was just, like, so exciting to see. Oh, that's awesome. It's so funny that you say that because that actually, that moment, that flip didn't even occur to me. Really? <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, of course, in, in, in you know, now that you've said it, that's obviously what's going on. Yeah. Is that we're, we're subverting a trope there. But, um, you know, I guess I just have lived <laughs> in, in body positive, no diet talk world for so long that I'm like, well, yeah, obviously you would take a picture of the stupid flyer. <laughs> I love um, that you're subverting the tropes without even realizing it. It's just like automatic <laughs> for you. You're like, yeah, whatever. Totally. I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that. I mean, but that's the whole point, you know, to the whole point of the show is that, you know, as a fat woman, my life isn't the way that fat women's lives go on TV. You know, I don't mm-hmm. spend all my time thinking about about diets and beating a pizza <laughs> the the flyer is a picture of Tony oh, Tanya yeah. having a <laughs> she's like fight with a pizza. punching the pizza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's not actually what my life is like, and that's not what Annie's life is like. That's not what we wanted to do with that character, and unfortunately, that's not what most media about fat people is. You know, usually what we get are weight loss narratives and makeover narratives and these sort of sad, I don't know, like sad sack stories about people try either trying to lose weight and succeeding or trying to lose weight and failing and being sad. And um, yeah, that's the the whole idea is that there are other ways to live and that you deserve a life that's bigger than that and that, that, that has a scope beyond your body and what it weighs. interesting because in a lot of ways the show is a it's a pretty traditional format you know it's a sitcom format it's a story about this woman and she has a home life and a work life and a Mm -hmm. romantic life and Mm -hmm. it's kind of conventional in that way but it's still really unconventional to have a story uh, that has body diversity presented in this way that's a story that's made so completely by women about about women's lives, but also is not presented as a niche project. We really wanted to present this as just a good show, a funny show and a show that um, will make you laugh and make you feel things, you know? (laughs) So, um, yeah, I mean, I just couldn't be more proud. 
Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it just made me so happy to watch it. I can't tell you how many times I laughed and then ended up weeping like just moments later just because it was like, I'm just so excited that this exists in the world. Oh, well, thank you. I'm so glad. (laughs) And yeah, I think what you say about it kind of being a traditional sitcom is totally right. Like it's six half hour episodes. And when I was trying to figure out how to kind of like boil it down to its essence, if I had just a couple of words to describe it, it's about Annie, this main character who's like, living in Portland and trying to figure out how to stand up for herself at work and with her family and in her personal life, Mm -hmm. which is like, yeah, there are a lot of shows out there like that. But this one is just still feels so special in the way that you're treating all of these different characters. Well, because I think usually traditionally this character in this moment trying to figure out how to live and how to be happy, her big realization would be that she needs to finally buckle down and lose weight. Right. And yeah, she it needs is... to release the tiny person who's suffocating inside of her. Or whatever <laughs> right. Exactly. Is. Set set her free. Um, <laughs> and, and so you know, it is a big shift to to subvert that. Um, and I think I don't know. I just think that as as viewers, as someone who loves television myself and always has, you know, we deserve that. We deserve a, a different story um, about ourselves. You know, for sure. Holy shit. Fucking hell. Lindy, I really want to talk to you about the pool party episode. Essentially what happens is Annie, our main character, goes to a body positive pool party. And it's just like all of these women showing as much of themselves as they want in these just like beautiful ways hanging out by this pool for this like gorgeous afternoon. Yeah, so a big part of my I don't have a better way to say this so I apologize body positive journey (laughs) Um, (laughs) lean into it (laughs) (laughs) I wish there was a better phrase but um, was the internet and specifically sort of the rise of fat positive blogs and social media accounts and people just making tumblr pages of their outfits (laughs) you know and and just spending time looking at diverse bodies Mm -hmm. and looking at them and looking at them and looking at them until they became normalized in my brain, which included my own body, you know, like totally um, it was it was just really pivotal for me. And we were just looking also for a way for Annie to suddenly be immersed in this other way to live and to have her kind of confront the reality that other people in bodies like hers and sometimes, you know, bodies more marginalized than hers, mm-hmm. bodies that are bigger than hers, people who are uh, not white and who are non-binary or who are disabled, uh, you know, people are out there living dynamic, happy, fruitful lives. And we also got to have that pool party and oh all the people God. at the pool party got to go to the pool party. Uh, <laughs> like it was an r- incredible couple of days. It was a two day. We spent two days shooting that. And it was just like, I mean, I just started crying both days when I walked out of the set. Yeah. I have to say, like watching that, there was a moment where I forget which character it was, uh, but she's got, you know, that chunk of flesh between like the armpit and the boob. Uh It's just like a weird skin pocket that like literally everyone on earth has. Right. And we all hate about ourselves generally. Right. And like, and I saw this woman and I was just looking at her and she was gorgeous, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just like, how can I look at her and not have any issue with that and look at myself and have problems with it? And like, what the hell is that? And how stupid is it? 
Yeah, and exactly. Like, yeah, it was another revolution for me. And it was just like really cool to, to experience that moment of like, what am I like? Why am I thinking this stupid stuff about myself all the time? You know, absolutely. And that's the exact thought process that I hope we can kick off in everyone who watches the show, you know? Everyone has some kind of body issue, you know? Yep. <laughs> sure do. <laughs> I go back to base to find a new way. I go back to base. After the break, we talk with Lindy about her next book, which comes out later this year. It's called The Witches Are Coming. So I asked her if that was a follow-up to a column she wrote in the early Me Too days when people were complaining that Me Too was like a witch hunt situation. Lindy wrote this article called, Yes, This Is a Witch Hunt. I'm a witch and I'm hunting you. Correct. (laughs) Which turns out is a really fun headline just to say out loud. You're listening to Witch Hunt Podcast with me, Greta Johnson and Lindy West. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. So I have two very specific questions for you about the show, and then I want to talk to you a little bit about the book because that sounds amazing. Okay. Um, My first very specific question is... One of the episodes has this really great scene where Lindy's roommate has a bunch of these like little mushroom tablets that came up in an earlier episode, but she drops a bunch of them on the floor and then their dog eats them. And so this dog ends up like essentially, I guess, tripping on shrooms. And I just wanted to know, like, I know you said that this show is loosely based on your own life. Is that something that really happened? No. (laughs) And I can't remember where that idea came from. You know, I think we had been talking about microdosing in in the office. And because like most of the writer's room is like you just sit there and goof off. And there are like dogs there. And we had like two cakes a week. We were just always eating cake and like playing with dogs. That's amazing. And microdosing. And microdosing. (laughs) And um, (laughs) so we were talking about microdosing. And then we, we did sort of an exercise where everyone went off to their office and wrote a list of like 50 ideas of things that can happen on the show. And I think that's where that that's where that came from. It's a good one. <laughs> um, it is a good one. And also, I got to say, uh, Gromit, the dog actor who plays Bonkers, <laughs> is a born comedian and an incredible talent. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm really glad that you gave a shout out to Gromit. I, <laughs> oh, I my really God. respect that. <laughs> I mean, every we got to like, first of all, we got to audition dogs, <laughs> which is the greatest i mean like it was the greatest experience of my life to the point where i'm like can we write in like bonkers gets a girlfriend season two (laughs) so that we get to do more dog auditions (laughs) yeah i mean maybe you need a tiny pony like i think i mean i 
you know, I, now that I think about it, there was that time in my life that that I got a tiny pony that lived with me. That's not true, but <laughs> I just feel like. Wow. For a second, I was like, wait, what? No, I've never had one. <gasps> so my other very specific question is around a line that I had to write down because I thought it was both hilarious and somehow very romantic at the same time. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it is. I need you to fuck me now. Okay. I'm not just gonna fuck you. I'm gonna make fuck to you. <laughs> I think that's Sudi's episode. Sudi Green. Um, she's a writer for SNL. Um, it's a really great line. Like, it's I, a good I line. Want to integrate that into my daily life. <laughs> it is a good. It is a really good line, and I think it's very appropriate for the character trying to be romantic because <laughs> yes, he's such a dodo it's perfect. it's perfect so you mentioned a season two is that like a thing that could happen that's not official yet right oh no god no it's not i, I know nothing thing you would want to do like are oh you yeah game? absolutely of okay. course i mean i think we would all we're all dreaming of that you know but who knows okay well let's put it um, out in the universe yeah and a thing that's gonna happen people please go watch please please watch shrill <laughs> a body positive comedy by hulu <laughs> Streaming now. Give Hulu your money so I can I, so I can audition more dogs. <laughs> it's really important that Lindy live her best wife life by looking at dogs. <laughs> okay, so I really appreciate you taking the time, especially knowing that you have a manuscript due in two weeks. Oh yeah, this was so fun. Thanks your for having me. Your book is called "The Witches Are Coming" and it comes out in September, right? Um, I, we're still fiddling with the release date, but Fair yeah, enough. sometime sometime in the fall. Yeah. And and what is the general premise? I assume this is based loosely, at least, on the fact that during early Me Too things, Woody Allen called it a witch hunt, and you wrote a beautiful op-ed with the headline, "Yes, this is a witch hunt. I'm a witch, and I'm hunting you." Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Which is um, probably the pinnacle of my. Um, creative achievements it's really um, good there was a lot headline. of praise for you coming oh. in my, from my direction oh thank you um yeah so that that's that's the origin um and it's essays about america and why we're broken through the lens of pop culture so the way that my editor and i have sort of been thinking of it is also starting from the access hollywood oh, tape yeah. you know the part where where trump is like they let you do it you know, they uh -huh. let you do it. So we so I've been thinking about all of the things that we've let them do um, and the way that that manifested in the TV and movies that I grew up with. And then this sort of moment of reckoning where we have collectively finally all told our stories at the same time and said, OK, actually, no. Mm -hmm. um, and then sort of how that might look moving forward. I am very excited to read that book. Thank you. I am excited for it to be done. <laughs> I'm I, so tired. <laughs> I'm sure. I bet you're exhausted. I think it was something my co-host Trisha once said about how, um, how does it go? It's like when something really confusing happens, there is sort of like this list of people that she likes to go to to kind of help her make sense of it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you are very much one of those people for Aww. me. And I just really appreciate that. That's nice. <laughs> Even though you're not on Twitter anymore. And I'm kind of sad sorry. about that, but I totally get it. I abandoned you. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It did kind of feel like that. <laughs> I know. I know. But so, I didn't like being there. It's better to not be there, I got to say. Well, yeah. But, that's, I mean, that's the thing I wanted. Like, you've been off Twitter for two years now, right? I, I guess so. Yeah. How I good mean, does I, that feel? 
it's i mean i i forget that twitter exists oh god that's it's incredible which is weird because uh, I, i i can't tell if i am just missing out on sort of the the real discourse or like you know i i can't tell if i'm out of touch or if the importance of twitter is fake you know what i mean yeah it's like yeah probably i'm out of touch but um it feels good (laughs) yeah i don't know i mean i wouldn't be surprised if it were actually twitter that was out of touch yeah i don't know i mean like have any of your relationships actually suffered for not dealing with trolls all the time you know oh no everything in my life is better yeah (laughs) i mean because it was just like it's like a time suck it it sort of distracted me from my work and it it made me unhappy and it made me anxious and I still have all of those problems. I'm still a distracted <laughs> procrastinator clear. who's anxious, but you know, at least I don't also have Twitter making everything worse. I'm a happy Instagrammer because um, yep. it's very hard for people to really. I mean, I get like one troll a month on Instagram, which is it seems like a healthy number. <laughs> you know, so I'm glad we've determined the healthy amount of <laughs> getting trolled. I don't know. <laughs> Lindy West, thank you so much for talking with me. I just love you a lot. I love you too. This was so fun. I mean, hopefully this interview has already convinced you, but if you need me to tell you for the zillionth time, however you do it, like... Just do it. Watch Shrill. It's so fucking good. The show is produced by myself, Greta Johnson, along with Justin Bull. Our co-creator is Trisha Bobita, and our executive producer is Brendan Banaszak. Nerdette is supported in part by the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation, enhancing public understanding of science and technology in the modern world. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on NPR One, or listen in the WBEZ app. It is also super extra magically helpful if you leave us some stars on Apple Podcasts. Many thanks to Sporky Pines for the review and for loving nerds and enthusiasm. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We are at Nerd at Podcast. We have a newsletter. You should sign up for it. WBEZ.org slash nerdsletter. Our theme music is by Pottington Bear. Do your homework. You break up with girls for the dumbest fucking reasons. Like, like that last girl you broke up with just because she listened to audiobooks. You can't listen to a book and then call it reading. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.